As the great independent director, Mr. Werner Herzog, once said, I despise formal restaurants. I find all of that formality to be very base and vile. I would much rather eat potato chips on the sidewalk. Yeah. Hello, and welcome to Potato Chips on the Sidewalk. I'm... Who are you? I'm Barbecue Jacob. Hey, no! We're switching roles today, baby. No. Yes. I'm Barbecue Ben. And joining me is... Salt and Vinegar Jacob. Yes, I've beat him down and he's accepted his title. You do realise, like, this is, like... <laughs> like, this sort of has, like, squashed any, like, semblance of people taking us seriously. Which they shouldn't. Which they, they shouldn't. Like, why were they taking us seriously in the first place? They, 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 That's their first mistake. Our, the title of our show is Potato Chips on the Sidewalk. <laughs> um, Jacob, yes. we watched uh, a few movies in the last few days. Yes, we did. Um... Let's get right into it. Yes, we did. What's the first one we're going to talk about? Reminiscence. Reminiscence. Lisa Joy's directorial debut. Well, in terms of features. Feature films. She's directed a few episodes of television. Probably more than a few, but she's directed for television before. Yeah, yeah. Um, Do you you have any expectations going into this film? I mean, look, it's... I knew it was about, like... People who reminisce, reminisce in a machine. <laughs> um, you know, I saw the trailer. It looked kind of like a, like a. The trailer sort of marketed it to be like a sort of faux Nolan esque sort of thing, and it was. Look, I, I kind of wanted to see it because it was just like you know we don't get these sort of films by Hollywood at that budget anymore, and I was like, you know, why not? It looks interesting. Did you have any expectations going in? I mean. I've been beaten down by Westworld. <laughs> okay. I, I, I haven't watched beyond like I early in the series. Really, really, really like the first season where it, like it's a great example of a show that should have been a limited series because they had a really great idea for the first season of television, and then it seems like after that they were like, "We have to make more," <laughs> and then yes. they were like, "Oh no," and then or well, I guess. I think I'm going to kind of incorporate this into my thoughts about reminiscence where um, the second season started out very strong yeah. and then it just fell into like just like a pit and it never recovered where it, it just turned into just like nonsense gobbledygook just <laughs> sci-fi meaning of life Blade Runner stuff done not as well as Blade Runner. Um, and then, well, it seems like before Westworld season three, Lisa Joy thought Westworld was over and she wrote Reminiscence and then they called her up and they were like, Hey Lisa, she's like, what's up? What's up HBO? And they were like, uh, have you got those scripts for Westworld season three ready? And then she looked down at their script for Reminiscence and she was like, uh, they'll be with you soon and then she just copied the plot from Reminiscence into Westworld Season 3 I can't, I can't comment on that <laughs> but like it's just I'm just gonna say my thoughts on Reminiscence now it's just taking all the themes from this third season of Westworld which is excruciatingly 
mid and then putting them into a feature that doesn't really do anything outside of what Westworld Season 3 did last year. And it's just kind of... It just tackles these themes of memory and in a way where that is, it's just like, how can we just do this again? Again, if you haven't seen Westworld Season 3, this is probably all gibberish to you. I mean, to be fair, it's yeah. also probably gibberish because we haven't described what the fuck yeah, it no, is. No, yeah, yeah, is. yeah. <laughs> like, but um, I'll, I'll get into my gripes about that a bit later right. on. But like... Jacob, what did you think of Reminiscence? And, well, yeah. before I say that, we should actually say the premise of Reminiscence. Hugh Jackman plays a guy in a... In a um, That's pretty much it, though, isn't it? In a sort of dystopic world where, you know... The, sort of dystopic. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a climate disaster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, um, the seas have risen. Oh, it's almost like that's from Westworld. The, um. the, seas, the seas have... The seas have... The oceans have risen, yeah. you know. Like, um, there's a whole class thing going on. Um, oh, it's you know, like Westworld. Yeah, there was a war before. Oh, it's almost like Westworld. Okay, I don't. <laughs> I, I didn't watch it, so I view. I haven't watched season three of yeah. Westworld, so yeah. I didn't yeah. view it like that. But so basically, he's a re- veteran who runs a machine that used to be used as like an interrogation device where people can replay a memory they want. Oh well, it's more like pe- people can be manipulated into remembering stuff like there like Hugh Jackman here with his soothing voice says yeah. he's going to take people on a journey through their memory and he basically hypnotizes them and watches them well yeah yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. So it's it's yeah. so people can re- yeah. revisit good moments of their life yeah. now but then Rebecca Ferguson, I, I've forgotten all the characters' names. Rebecca, <laughs> Rebecca Ferguson. Rebe- Rebecca Ferguson plays a sort of um, femme fatale type, kind who, of like a uh, Jessica Rabbit. Yes, like um, th- like first and foremost, this is a neo noir. So like it, it yeah. so and she falls in love with Hugh Jackman. He falls in love with her, and then she disappears. So it's a sort of like you know, what do you expect from like a sort of normal noir esque setup? But, yeah. So, Hugh Jackman's character and a character played by Tandiway Newton sort of... Well, she reluctantly has a sort of, like, thing about him not chasing it. But they sort of go on a quest to try and figure out what happened with her using this memory devices. And, yeah, so... I guess the thoughts on... My thoughts on the film are... I was actually, surprisingly, for the first half especially... I was actually quite uh, interested in its sort of structure and pacing because it has a sort of scattershot, you know, memories sort of being segmented. I I thought that was interesting, you know, and I think doing that, you could make it really work well in this sort of like neo-noir sort of like dystopic story. But I do think it just sort of does end up running out of steam very hard <laughs> I mean it, it looks good it's like I think it's well acted for the most part like um yeah what did you think Ben? I said what I think I think it's just a kind of a rehash of ideas that weren't very done done very well in the first place and they're kind of done worse here um with with it being so similar to Westworld season three. I don't. I don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> your whole review of yeah, it has I, been. I, I, I it's I, Westworld. No, but I don't want to act like it's bad because it's exploring these similar ideas to Westworld season three. Yeah, it's just that 
they don't lend any new ideas to those ideas in this where it's just okay. kind of it's just like what does it mean to not remember what happened before and like you know what does it what does it mean to be who you are now as opposed to who you remember being like it doesn't change anything and then there's also this subplot where there's a mysterious war that happened and these people were just talking about hey did you serve in the war I did as well. We're buddies because of that, and it's just. It's just I, mean, I, I think <laughs> that is very. Noir, that's very early noir esque, though. It like, is, but like, in both of the works that I'm talking about, it's just kind of like thrown okay. in there for like, you know, this kind of like they put like it's like a little bit of like parsley on top of your little of your dish that doesn't really add anything. You know, it's just it's just that little garnish that doesn't. <laughs> add much to the story okay. in this instance at all and it's just <laughs> okay well in my, in my non-Westworld influenced opinion because I saw it for what it is I, I thought it was kind of an interesting thing do a noir like about you know the whole noir trope of you think you know this person but you don't and more revealed but especially seeing through their and others memories I think that's sort of interestingly done for the most part but I don't know. I don't really have a lot to say about this. Me, it, it just, I, I, I think it, it had potential and it just ran out of steam for me. It just falls so flat. I, 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 I'm aware that my complaints about this movie aren't very fleshed out. Because this is how I felt while watching it. So for the four other people out in the world that watched Westworld Season 3 as well as me, this is how you're going to feel about this movie. But um, interestingly enough this film was seen by my parents before I saw it and um, which never happens because they they hardly ever go to a cinema and I think this film scared them off it forever because I've never heard them talk so much shit about a movie they went to see as much as this they hated this okay which might not be an indictment because (laughs) you might end up loving it because of that because my parents have the weirdest taste in movies but I left this film and I had to text my dad. I was like, you were right. This is just... just uh, I, I don't like this film at all. I, I got it. <laughs> and j- just to clarify, Ben, just to clarify, is it at all like Westworld Season 3? A bit, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Man, I'm, I mean, loopy. I'm, like, uh, I'm loopy right now. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I... I did like a lot of what this film was doing. It sort of faded. That sort of faded my memory, though. As I said, I think it does... <gasps> Faded your memory. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Um, do you serve? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, no, if I was just like... <laughs> I don't know. I think you, you, there are worse ways to spend your time, I think. Um, wait, where... Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> I can't take you seriously. No, I- I think, like, what you're saying, like, there's a worse way to spend your time, your time like, yeah, that, that is true, but, like, it, this is one of those f- films that, like, in the end, it's just, like, you don't even get much out of it that's, like, to think about that's bad, you know what I mean? It's just kind of, like, in one ear, out the other, like, yeah. it, it doesn't, there's no staying power to it, like... If I, if I don't like a movie, I'd rather f- 
feel very strongly about it. Yeah. Instead of from just forgetting about it, you know, like okay. I, this is this is the does the biggest crime that cinema can do, where it's just it's just not interesting enough for you to remember it. And I, I think I think it was for the first half. I mean, maybe this is because I don't. I didn't watch Westworld season three, who which I've only heard um, not so great things about. But yeah, it's sort of like I don't know. I found it interesting, like sort of spin on like noir tropes and I guess the whole memory and time thing. But at the end of the day, I kind of would like that Hollywood to try doing more of these sort of things. You know, mm. maybe yeah. maybe it's just the gimmick of that as a Hollywood film that's not mm. fucking. And also, Lisa Joy is probably too stressed out because they keep renewing Westworld without her permission. Which is, <laughs> stop renewing this fucking show! I'm over! It's over! <laughs> Leave me alone! But it's the new Game of Thrones, baby. HBO! Please cancel my show! <laughs> but, but it's the next Game of Thrones! Why do they keep renewing it? I don't know, my, my, enough people must watch it. <laughs> and I'm guilty of that. Yeah, exactly! <laughs> It's like it's okay. It's kind of like why everyone's like, why do they keep making kissing booth movies? Because everyone watches it. Because there was three books and they need to adapt the books. Why, why do they make he's all that? Because on my letterbox page, that's the top film my mutuals are watching. Hey, Caleb, okay, <laughs> he's all that. No, is a fascinating film where I don't know if anyone in the world, even including the people who made it like it it might be the most universally agreed terrible film okay you know at least some people like pixels i guess like you know like four-year-olds some people like what's pixels you know the adam sandler film (laughs) some people oh uh, yeah okay i guess some people i'm sure there's at least one person in the world who likes after earth no i i i I did read a vulgar tourist on Letterbox's uh, four and a half star review of, saying of, of he's all that, he's all that saying it's like anti-capitalist or something. I don't know. Anti-capitalist. I, I don't. I don't know. It was like it was fucking weird. I, I think it was like it's those people who kind of give a bad name to vulgar tourism because they just see badly reviewed films and go, oh yeah. You know, there's one good part in that film. Yes, I watched it by the way. Yeah. Um, there's one good part in that film where um, Matthew Lillard is just like fucking roasting these kids at like the school prom and you know what he did a good job he's Matthew Lillard he's making fun of these kids okay well I think that's a wrap on our reminiscence (laughs) review tune in next time for our review of um he's all that starring Addison Rae no I don't know what's another film like coming out Cinderella on Amazon Prime oh my god I don't know Fucking whatever. We need to stop this episode. <laughs> James Corden doing thrusts at that person's car on the highway. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs>